Hello, and welcome to Med School Anonymous, the podcast where we have honest and candid conversations about what it's like to be a medical student. In today's episode, our guest talks about her journey from her undergraduate experiences all the way to M4 year. We chat about her winding path to medical school, why she wanted to become a physician after starting a career in policy work, and what made her want to apply into her chosen specialty of family medicine. Let's get started. So when did you first decide that you wanted to go to medical school? I think for me, it was kind of a bit of a multiple things over many years sort of situation. I was always one of those kids that was like, I want to help people, you know, in some way, shape or form. And, you know, obviously the most obvious route to do that as a like, you know, young person, you're like, oh, I'll be a doctor. So I went into undergrad thinking that that's what I would do quickly. Uh, (laughs) Realized that I did not want to do that. I did not like the pre-med classes I was in. I felt way in over my head. Um, You know, some of the imposter syndrome already setting in back then. So then I studied something else. um, And after med school started doing um, like policy stuff. Is that what you ended up studying instead? I studied psychology. um, And then I went into like mental health research, like mental health research, policy advocacy sort of thing. How many years or how long did you end up doing that for? I did it for two years. So I took a total of three years off before med school. So it actually didn't take me that long after I graduated to like sort of circle back to the med school thing. Um, Maybe like a year and a half after or so. Um, I was doing all this policy work and sort of recognizing that like the work was gratifying and like I knew it was useful to some degree but I also felt like a like a complete poser because I was like I'm like trying to advocate for things and like make these systemic changes but I am not actually witnessing anything on a day-to-day basis I'm just like kind of researching and going off of what other people said and I was also really missing like actually interacting with people I was kind of deciding then at that point, like, okay, like, should I become a therapist? (laughs) Should I go to social work school or should I go to medical school? Essentially, it came down down to like a pretty practical decision of like, well, if I want to be making broad changes for populations and communities and whatever, probably the most strategic route would be to go to medical school. So that's what I did. I mean, yeah, it sounds like that was kind of a difficult decision in some ways and kind of having to reckon where like where can I make the most change and get the most satisfaction that I wasn't getting out of my like previous position yeah and I think you know I think that when I had stopped doing the pre-med stuff my first year of undergrad I had convinced myself that I like wasn't smart enough to become a doctor so I had to kind of deconstruct a lot of that too before making that decision how do you feel like you did that? I mean, it's probably complicated, but um, changing that mindset's hard. Yeah, it was complicated. I think, honestly, I think it was just being like exposed to a lot more people and having a lot of ears, um, like even from high school and like y- younger in my life, like like witnessing a lot of those folks go to medical school and kind of being like, wait a minute, like... Oh, I I could I could do this. I'm not like a I'm not like a total dummy. Um, I think I had like some good encouragement from some people that I was working with in my job and just kind of recognized like, oh, yeah, like I I could do this. Yeah. Kind of gaining that confidence and validation. 
did you end up having to go back to school? Did you have to take more coursework to be able to apply? Yeah, yeah. So I had to do some classes after after graduate. So I did. I took. I did that. I was like still working, but then I did like a bunch of classes over the course of a year before applying. Was that a structured program or um, no, kind of a do it yourself? It was just like it was just like a you know extension. Like the Harvard Extension School had a bunch of classes that you could take like after hours. So did that. Nice. How did it feel? I had a similar experience, um, you know, doing like a post-bac program. And for me, one of the things that was scary about going into it was that I felt like I was so behind. Did you have any fears going in or concerns with taking on that coursework? Or by that point, did you have like a renewed sense of confidence and kind of like a more of a let's just get this done attitude? I think I had, I think like once I made the decision that like I wanted to go to med school and I could do it, I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. I felt like I sort of had a renewed sense of confidence and just sort of felt like, also, I mean, one thing that was maybe nice in that it wasn't a super structured post back program was that the range of people in these classes was like really broad. So the like imposter syndrome type of stuff that popped up a lot for me when I was my in my first year of med school, just like I mean, of undergrad just like wasn't popping up as much when I started these courses. And I had a couple friends that I was doing it with. And we were just kind of all in it together in a way that felt supportive and good. And I think also something that was like, that gave me a lot of like, I think like, by that point, like when I first came into undergrad, it was sort of this vague notion of like, oh, I want to help people, but I had no specific reason, like why. Mm. medicine specifically it was just like oh this is a way to like give back whatever but then by the time I got to the decision of like okay I'm gonna go to med school it was like really specific and I knew exactly why I wanted to go to med school and had like a really firm like reason so it was much easier to get myself to do the hard work than it had been when I was kind of flailing my first year and was like "Mm, I don't really have a good reason to do this by the time I did the courses I was like okay now I like I know I want to do it I have firm like a firm belief in that and like I just have to do it so what was that reason was it born out of your work with policy before or was it a different reason I think it was like a combo I think it was like sort of born out of the policy thing like I was talking about like a kind of a practical like this is how I'll like make the biggest difference that I want to make and then also like recognizing like I want a people facing job and like that like the, the the people facing relationship building thing like became really apparent to me I was like coaching at the same time that I was doing this policy job and was like wow I'm like really loving coaching I'm loving like being with these athletes every day and like forming relationships with them and I feel like having I mean, it was such a side thing, like a random thing that I was doing for fun. But like having that coinciding with like being at this desk job definitely made me be like, okay, I really want to be in a people facing job. And then, like I said, it was sort of the practical like, all right, this will be where you'll be able to make the biggest difference. And sort of that combo, I think, was like a good thing for me to hold on to as I went through the classes and the application thing. Yeah, it's easier to do, like you were saying, once you have a goal. Exactly. Um, in mind that you can kind of work towards. Yeah. Um, so when you got in, when you were applying to medical school or interviewing um, and, and even maybe going into medical school, because obviously you were accepted <laughs> and made it there, which is great. What kind of work did you anticipate doing? You know, what were your goals for? OK, I'm going in and I'm going to get my MD and I'm going to do X. Yeah, I think I 
I think I like came in sort of open-minded, but I had worked at a like a homeless shelter the year before after I did the policy thing. I went and did a year like working at a homeless shelter before coming to med school. And I think through that experience was like, okay, I'm really interested in like these. I had always had this sort of long, long standing interest in mental illness. So I was like, okay, maybe psychiatry, but then sort of being at the shelter exposed me to like, okay, like people are really not getting the care that they need. And then I think I thought more like, okay, maybe I could do something primary care, like peds or maybe something like EM, you know, like I, I feel like I had sort of an open, open mind, but it was definitely always sort of something that was going to be either mental health or like population health focused, or that's what I thought mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah. Well, has that changed? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess a little bit in that, like I'm, I'm not doing psychiatry. I'm applying into family medicine, but with the knowledge that I can do all sorts of different things, including uh, mental health care, if that's what I want to do. And so in in a lot of ways, it's sort of exactly what <laughs> what I wanted to do when I came into med school. Since we're at the tail end of medical school now, has your idea of what, you know, doing advocacy work as a physician, as you're like, all, as we're almost there and we're going to be able to enact that in our role, has your idea of how you're going to accomplish that changed? Um, Or do you have, I guess, I'm wondering if you have a vision for what kind of people you will be advocating for? Is there a specific population you want to work with? Has that kind of changed throughout medical school or is it still pretty broad at this point? I would say it's pretty broad. (laughs) Um, That's fair. I think that in like every place I've been, in in life there's like different things that i become aware of and different problems that i become aware of and i I, you know in some ways i'm easily distractible (laughs) and so i don't know i yeah i don't know like exactly what it's gonna look like in terms of doing like policy advocacy work type stuff i think in many ways i feel kind of similarly to the way that i felt before med school and that I like know it's something that I want to do but I don't know like exactly what that'll look like whether it's like I mean I I do feel like I've the options have expanded a bit more like I think before med school I was like okay I will like be a doctor and do policy work on the side and now that I've gone a little bit further I'm like okay policy work is for one super broad like what does that mean? <laughs> like, you know, obviously you could do like national policy, state policy, but then there's like little changes you can make at your hospital. That's policy work too. So I think like in terms of that, it's hard to know exactly what it will look like, but also I could see myself doing public health stuff and like could even see myself doing academia. And so I'm not, I, I feel like I'm not settled on like exactly what that'll look like. And I think in a lot of ways it will like totally depend on where I go to residency and what residency ends up feeling like and looking like for me. And so I feel like I'm, I have a lot more tools now, mm-hmm. I think, having done more, but still in some ways feel like, I don't know <laughs> exactly what it's going to look like yet. Yeah. Is that something that is scary or something that stresses you out? Or is it more something that you're kind of at peace with at this point? I feel pretty at peace with it other than, I mean, I know we were joking about our personal statements earlier, but like other than like not being able to say specifically, like, I really want to do this specific thing in order to like sell myself to a residency program. The like openness of it all feels good to me, actually. I think it's comforting in a lot of ways to know, like, I could do what I want to do. Like, my broad goals I could do in so many different ways. And, like, in a lot of ways, it's just going to depend on what opportunities present themselves. And so 
I feel kind of at, at peace with that. And I think it's kind of a nice thing, actually. It sounds like you've kind of grown from like be feeling more comfortable having one specific goal going into medical school and saying, OK, I'm going to focus on this versus now recognizing that like the options are pretty limitless and that you'll find your niche somewhere or you'll remain broad. And some people exactly, do that, too. Which is and why family medicine's the best. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm curious about going into family medicine. What specifically drew you there instead of more in the general direction of psychiatry, which you had mentioned was kind of a thought maybe going in, even though you were pretty yeah. open. Well, I think it was a combination of things. I think in terms of family, me- I think like as a family doctor, for one, I think I like breadth. And I also feel like I have like a little bit of a mantra of, or just like a mindset of like, how can I be the most useful to the most number of people as possible? And I, I felt as if I'd be able to do that more in family medicine and I would be a little bit more adaptable and also also like on a sort of selfish level. <laughs> I think I was like, if I get bored or, on, you know, like I think I think I it's just like allows me to like explore different things a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And then sort of the other side of it was like. I loved my psychiatry rotations and I did a psychiatry sub-eye and I like really loved inpatient psychiatry. I thought it was like, I thought the pathology was super interesting. I loved working with those patients. I love how much time you got to spend with people. But I kind of ended up feeling like we would get to the end of a patient's stay and be discharging them and like... (laughs) at least five out of 10 patients, I'd be like, oh God, we're going to see this patient again in like six months because our outpatient mental health treatment is so poor. And I also don't, didn't love outpatient stuff um, Mm. for psychiatry. You know, I, I, I felt like it was not exactly what I wanted to do. And then I felt like if I was only doing inpatient, I would get disillusioned pretty quickly. And so, yeah, I guess what kind of experiences of disillusionment did you experience along the way in medical school? Because I think we come in pretty optimistic and um, naive about what things actually look like. Um, And it's hard to know until you experience the medical system for yourself. So I don't know. I'm curious to hear about any interesting moments where things were not as they once seemed. Oh man, we could talk about this for a long time. Um, it's a lot. It's a loaded question. I think. I think for me specifically. I mean, I think there are like so many things that you can think about in the medical system itself that warrant disillusionment, <laughs> being that like, you know, how complicated it is to to like provide care for people like when they can't afford it or like how little how little access so many people have like all of these different things I also think that I I think I came in a little bit naive maybe about all the like different motivations were for people in med- you know like I think that I you know coming in with an interest in like primary care and population health and that kind of thing I kind of thought that I would find like a, like a lot of like my people in med school and like it took me a long time to find that. I mean, I think I have once I like sort of got into the family med sort of realm of things. But I think I was like a little bit, I don't know, when I thought, when I like come before coming to med school, I definitely thought of like medicine writ large as like as doctors, our role is to provide for the health of like our, the populations that we serve. And like we just do such a poor job of that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this is probably just my own naivete and like stupidity of like not thinking it before med school. But I think like it's so much more about like just the medicine than it is about health. And so I think like that was really disillusioning for me was like recognizing how many people like like how few people like cared about the same things that I cared about and 
there are so many people that care. That's not to say that there aren't so many people that care about the same things that I do. Like, there are so many people doing so many important things. And everyone has different motivations for medicine. But I think... You thought it would be different. I thought it would be different. Yeah, I thought, like, more people would care about, like, health. I think, like, health of communities and, and that kind of thing. And I think I was just surprised to learn that that wasn't It's not case. always the case. Yeah. I also don't think that that's naivete or stupidity <laughs> or however you put it. Because, um, I again, I think it's extremely hard to know until you are there. And there's kind of no way to predict. Yeah. Did having those moments of realizing that, you know, maybe there's a focus on just doing your job versus really advocating for people or um, going the extra mile to ensure that somebody is actually healthy, did those moments ever make you question your decision to go to medical school versus, you know, what you had previously considered, like being a therapist or going into social work? Um, were there ever times that you thought about your role and where it all kind of fit? I don't think so. Not because of that. I mean, I definitely had moments the first couple of years where I'm like, do I want to be here? But probably for different reasons. I, I think also like to backtrack a little bit, I do think that a lot of like what I feel frustrated by uh, in terms of like what the medical system is doing is like mostly not an individual problem. It's like the system sets us up to practice in this way, and like it's impo- it's like pretty much impossible to <laughs> to deviate like, to, to deviate. Yeah, and it's like it's really hard, and and yeah, unless you do something like super primary care oriented, like where it's like that's part of the reason I'm doing family. I think is like it's built into the specialty itself to care for communities, and so that's like why I'm doing it. And like I don't blame or like. Yeah, like I think that our system just sets us up to do exactly <laughs> do exactly what we're doing. And it's not the fault of individual physicians. I've met so many people who are like so like amazing, amazing thinkers, all these things, but there's just not enough time. But yeah, so I, I don't think I ever I don't think I've ever sort of like thought like, oh, I shouldn't. I, this isn't the right like profession for me to like achieve the goals that I want to achieve. I think that in the specific specialty I chose uh, or I'm choosing it perfectly aligns and like if I had chosen something else I think it's still possible but it would be like a much higher barrier to like do some of the things that I wanted to do but like in in eventually finding family medicine and like the people in family medicine I've definitely been like okay this is definitely where I can like achieve the things that I want to achieve while also like having some semblance of like (laughs) well-being you know in listening to like you talk about what you found important and what you wanted to do with your life and where you saw it all kind of fitting in with with you as a person and the role that you could play honestly it sounds like it sounds like you have a very strong sense of self and I'm wondering like where you think that that came from I don't know I have no idea I think like just like through various experiences I've been like okay this is what I want to do and at different points I have like totally flailed in that and been like it's so much easier to sit here as like a fourth year and like knowing what I'm going to apply into also like packaging my life story right now into my residency (laughs) applications it's so much easier to talk with you and be like actually yeah there is a really clear arc here that makes a lot of sense right but if we had had this conversation in two year it would be a very different conversation um I think and I would be like I don't know what I want to do and I'm miserable and (laughs) like everything sucks um whereas now I can look and be like okay well I'm through the worst part of medical school now I'm like actually thinking about and becoming more optimistic about what my like career might look like and so I feel like that's part of like the like where the sense of like feeling like I have this like strong north star or whatever um is coming from because 
I, I mean, even six months ago, I don't know that it would be, it would have been there. I think like I've just had to do a lot of, as everyone does, going into the application process, like a lot of self-reflection and you like basically convince yourself. I mean, I felt this way applying to med school too. It's like, oh, okay, actually this makes sense. And you kind of like, once you sort of start packaging it into like whatever you, you're, I mean, maybe it's cognitive dissonance, who knows, but you kind of are like, okay, yeah. And you like end up convincing yourself at the same time as you're like trying to convince someone else, like, yeah, I should do this. Right. You're kind of picking these pieces and trying to like weave a story out of them. And eventually it makes sense. But uh, at the time and when you're kind of going through it and gathering those pieces along the way, maybe not so much, it sounds like. Definitely, definitely not so much. (laughs) Thanks so much to our incredible guest for sharing her story. And thank you for listening to this episode of Med School Anonymous. We're glad you're here. See you next time.